Thank you for joining us today. This is 15 Minutes to Impact, the podcast that gets right to the point on association marketing. I'm John Sample, Senior Relationship Director at Marketing General. Today I'm joined by Tony Rossell, Senior Vice President here at Marketing General. Tony is a respected thought leader in the association marketing community. He speaks often at ASAE events, authors the widely read and respected membership marketing blog, and is the architect of the ubiquitous membership marketing benchmarking report which we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Tony. Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, it's good to have you here. You know, Tony, almost every time I'm in a client's office, I see a copy of the benchmarking report. Over the last 11 years, you've developed this research report from an idea to an eagerly anticipated annual happening that over a thousand associations participate in. Why don't you tell us about why you started it and the purpose you hope it serves? That's a good question. You know, The big challenge we found and has found for years is that there's a vacuum of information. Um, There's a lack of of knowledge about what's going on with other associations in their membership area. And I'd be repeatedly asked that question, you know, what's a good renewal rate? Um, How's this group doing? How's that group doing? So it just made sense to start trying to collect and, and get that information. And actually, it was a client that said, hey, we need this so badly, we'll partner with you and help fund fund the research. So that's really how it got started. There was just there was just a need for this kind of this kind of data, um, and so we decided uh, to put it together, and it continues to be uh, I think a, a rich resource for for a lot of organizations. I think it is. Uh, you know, in a lot of the association uh, press, you see the benchmarking report quoted. Uh, there are a lot of articles that are come out right around the time it's published. So it is a- absolutely something that really serves a need. Based on the 11 years you've been doing this, what excites you about the future of membership? Well, it's a great, good question. Let me just let me just give you a, a little bit of background, additional background on the report itself um, that I think might be helpful for people right. who might, might not be familiar with it. So we have done it, as you said, for 11 years. Um, and groups use it for a lot of purposes. They use it for internal benchmarking. But they use, many, many times I get emails and people say, hey, I have a board meeting coming up. Can I use your, your material there to, to justify a, a new direction or to help me support that, hey, we're doing the right thing now. The the key on the the whole research that I think is really powerful, though, is not just a black and white, you know, what are average renewal rates. One of the keys that we do with this this report is my research department does cross-tabulations. So we're actually looking at the results, but then we're going back and saying, okay, what corresponds or what correlates with growing associations, with higher renewal rates, with higher new member input, and, and what doesn't? And so it's a tool to really understand what are the best practices in the association world. So absolutely. So you know when we talk about you know what what are the key things that we found over the years of this report, um, there's there's three things I think it's, are worthwhile mentioning. Number one is uh, many boards and even some association staff have developed a narrative that hey membership doesn't work anymore. Um, we should become a product company or a meeting company. Um, that membership is not a is not a, a the way to go, and usually it's groups that are having struggles with their, with their membership growth. What we found in the report over the last eleven years is virtually every single year, many more associations are reporting their membership is growing compared to decreasing. And it was the truth in this last year also. Forty five percent of the people who responded said, "Hey, I'm growing my membership." Only twenty nine percent, I'm sorry, twenty six percent said that their membership was shrinking. So. One of the key things is it really gives empowers people to understand that membership is still a thriving, 
and good direction for their organizations to go in. Um, a couple other things that just generally I think I've observed over the years. Number one is, for the most part, renewal rates have been pretty stable over these last 11 years. Uh, we're seeing renewals of, you know, on average about 79 to 82%. One thing that continues to push membership forward, though, is new membership recruitment. And about 45% of the associations that we surveyed this last year said their new member counts were up. I think it's important for people to realize, again, in this, this long-term 11-year perspective, that the growth driver for associations is has not been renewals. Renewals have been stable. The growth driver has been groups that have been able to increase their, their new member input, recruit more members, and that's been the driver for growth. And again, seeing that in 11, in 11 years, it's not a one-off thing. Right. It's something that we're continuing to see year after year. Terrific. Well, great. Um, based on the 11 years of doing this, what worries you about the future of membership? Is there anything that, that gives you concern? One thing that, that I, I highlighted in the executive summary of this year's report is that we are seeing a bit of a, a downturn in the percentage and the proportion of associations that are seeing their membership grow. Um, it's This last year, about 45%, as I mentioned, said their membership had increased. In the past, over the years, we've seen 53%, 54%. Right. So there's a bit of an erosion there. I think associations need to be aware of that uh, and keep the pedal to the metal. And one of the things we'll talk about a little bit later is we identified some of the key factors that are driving those associations that are seeing growth. So I think that's a that's an important um, important point. Uh, the other thing that continued to, to concern me, um, and it's been a constant throughout the this research, is that associations report to us that they're ver doing very very little in the area of marketing testing, right. tracking, analysis. You know, only nine percent of associations, for instance, calculate the lifetime value of a member. And that's so foundational. When you're talking about membership marketing, understanding that you have a continuity product, that you're going to receive revenue from dues and from non-dues for years to come, and not understanding that and then sharing that with the board and sharing that with staff so that they will adequately fund membership, it's a big flaw. Do you think that that's because organizations don't understand it conceptually or they don't understand how, how to calculate those things accurately? Is the data confusing? What do you think causes that? I, I, there's a couple of items on that, a couple of issues. You know, um, for many associations, uh, and again, one of the challenges they report to us in the report is they have real data problems. Right. They, they're not dashboarding um, their their membership. They're not able to even calculate renewal rates in some cases. So, so laying an economic and model in place and understanding that is is critical. When you have when you understand renewal rate, when you understand what your dues are, you understand what your non-dues purchases are, it's pretty easy to calculate renewal rate. Right. I mean uh, lifetime value. It's simply how many um if someone <clears throat> if you have an 80% renewal rate, you're keeping people for 5 years, the dues are $100 a year, you get $500 income stream. So I think that's one problem. I think also most organizations are so focused on the near term. Right. So am I hitting my conference number? Am I selling enough books? Am I am I getting people signed up for webinars, which are one-time purchases? Membership is a different animal. It's an annuity. It's an ongoing payment year after year. And making sure that that mindset uh, is is expressed and understood in the association is a, is a really important step for any membership marketer. Absolutely. And those one-time purchases come along with that. 
year after year as well, like uh, registering for conference, buying products. If you have a member for a longer period of time, your chances of increasing those revenues are higher as well, right? You're absolutely right, John. It's a great point. You know, we do data analytics for a number of organizations, and so this is not something in the benchmarking report. But when we look at um, the purchase patterns of associations, members by a factor, huge factor, are much more likely to buy product from an association right. than non-members. Um, with one group, we, we saw that, you know, they had a, a 7% renewal rate on non-member purchases. That means 93% of the people come one time, buy, and never come back. Right. With members, you have an 80% renewal rate typically, and they're going to go to conference year after year and buy uh, additional products year after year. Right. So it really amplifies the financial benefit of membership. And can you say the flip side of that is true as well? People who come to conference one time or buy products one time are good potential prospects to be members and, and then have the cycle continue to spin up? Great, great point. Yeah, very, very true. And again, this goes back to the challenge we see in our benchmarking report of people not doing testing and not doing tracking right. because, yes, those people are going to be very, very highly responsive and likely to join if you market to them. But if you're not monitoring where your responses are coming from and what activities best predict someone to join and actually have them join, um, you're, you're in trouble. Great. All right. Well, you know, this year, what jumped out at you? I, I mean, I'm sure you see a lot of data in this project uh, th that's similar or moves slightly year in and year out. But did anything really stand out to you this year? It, it a couple things really did, and every year we try to to add some additional questions and 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 think through different perspectives to share with with um, the people who read the report. A couple things that this year I think were were um, important. We 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 dove into questions of value and the perception of the respondent of the membership director on how much value they were delivering, and we asked also asked about how innovative is your association, and those are some new areas of exploration. Very interesting and not totally surprising, organizations that feel that they're really delivering high levels of value also saw increases in their total membership in our in our data. They also saw increases in, in retention, and they also saw increases in new member input. So values, as, as most association people know, is really important. The other thing I found fascinating, though, was – we did ask about innovation and do you have an innovation program in place? Do you have are you are you doing you have a strategic goal and and plan to innovate? About 23% of associations said yes, we do. Of those 23%, again, those groups were seeing um, substantial increases in the, in the number of members um, and their retention and also in the new member input. I think that speaks to that concern I expressed earlier, John, when we're seeing a little bit of a dip in the number of associations that are reporting growth. I think that this report really highlights that innovation today is critical. Um, thinking about new markets, uh, new products, new offerings, how we can message better, um, bringing a high level of expertise using new channels. Um, one of the things that we saw this year, again, was the movement more and more to paid digital advertising and the power of that. Uh, for recruitment and, and for retention. So I think that that's a major thing coming out of the report this year is that that groups that have a definitive plan in place to drive innovation for their association are seeing are more likely to see success. And if you think about it, there's more competition. Sure. Uh, there's there's uh, 
There's uh, more technical challenges. There's you, you have 24-7 Google where you can find answers. So if your association right. isn't on the cutting edge moving forward in delivering value and finding ways to serve members, I think you're going to find some challenges. Interestingly, um, two of the areas that we, we've seen um, some innovation taking place is one is new membership models. And again, we see people who have put in place new membership models and the two top ones we're creating a tiered membership model so you can differentiate and provide different services to different types of people in your organization. Or moving to a combination membership model, which is an individual membership association saying, hey, you can also sign up um, your company or your oh. department as, as a member. Right. Um, and in both those cases, we're seeing some – we also saw some growth. So that was – in both those cases, it's really product innovation, uh, finding a better way to serve and provide services to, to your members. Great. Well – you know, for an organization that wants to begin innovating, where do they start? Does it start with member research? You, you know, where do you start that process? I think there's, I think there's probably three things. And again, this is not something in the report, but I'm happy to speak with anyone who wants to talk about this in, in, their, yeah. own, in their own situation. I think one of it is is staying focused on the big picture. I think there's a, there's a, a sense in many associations where you need to segment, segment, segment. I think it's more important to find that unifying message that would embrace your entire market rather than speaking to some tiny segment. Certainly, research is another tool, and right. our research department uncovers incredible things. We do online focus groups. We do um, uh, quantitative research. Those are things that we do to help uncover the needs. Um, I think a, a third thing is just to try things and test. I think so often associations – get bogged down in what they can't do. And right. I've had many conversations, oh, we can't do this, or we can't do that. You know, a ready, fire, aim mindset really can can be very, very productive. If you have a database filled with um, non-member email addresses, try three or four different messages to those people and see what, what attracts people. Um, uh, ready, fire, aim would, employed by associations, would be a huge driver, I think, for innovation and success. Awesome. That's terrific. Well, great. 11 years. Uh, you know, the 12th is in process right now. I know that the survey is being put together and is ready to go in the field about the first of the year. Is that right? That's correct. We are looking forward to the 12th edition, and we are adding some some new things like marketing automation. Um, we're actually – one question we've added this year that should be fascinating is what disruptions oh, yeah. are, uh, are, are on the horizon that your association may have to deal with, whether it's climate change, political change, um, economic change, I think that, that uh, that's going to be a fascinating aspect to hear what associations' concerns are and what might be on the horizon that they need to to prepare for. Well, that sounds great. I mean, we're constantly innovating this report, and uh, it's really the reason why it's the best in the industry. Well, Tony, thanks so much. If you haven't had the chance to review the 2019 Membership Marketing Benchmark Report, you can download it at MGI's website, marketinggeneral.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time on 15 Minutes to Impact.